Quiet, please. Lakeside Cemetery sometime and have a look at her tombstone. It says she died the 29th of August, 1937. It's a very nice tombstone. I paid $750 for it. And I never spent $750 so gladly in all my life. Cornelia and I were married a little more than eight years. Cornelia was a year and two months older than I. Did you ever have a childhood sweetheart, Alan? In school? Grammar school and through high school? A girl maybe that you watched grow up from pigtails to heroin and on to a page boy bob, from pinafores through midi blouses to a white graduation dress. A girl that shared algebra they must laugh. The three parts of gall with you. There's a kind of shadow of marriage in the relationship with kids who share all their school days together, Alan. From the first pencil boxes to a rolled-up high school diploma and a handshake from the superintendent of school. Six hours a day together, nine months a year for 12 years. Thinking the same thoughts, facing the same problems. It is a little like some ancient, fundamental man. You know what I mean, Alan? And I feel sorry for people who haven't had that experience, if there are any. I am glad I had it. You didn't know Barbara, of course. Barbara is just a name. Like Cornelia is just a name. I don't know when it was that Barbara and I first knew we were in love with each other. When we talked about it, it seemed we'd always been in love. And yet there was no beginning that we could remember. And there's no end either. We were juniors in high school, the year that Cornelia moved to our town. Barbara and I were a kind of standing joke among our schoolmates. We were the heavy romance, the dependable, 
we were the old faithfuls of all the couples in school. Do you remember from your own school days, Alan? There's always one couple like that. Everyone expects them to graduate, get married, then live happily ever after. Sometimes they do. In our case, you know all about that. At least you know we didn't live happily ever after. Cornelia was a beautiful girl. No, I won't describe it to you. Because anything I'd say would merely be the description of a beautiful woman. So, you imagine her any way you want her. You never saw her. You'll never see her. She died ten years ago. Cornelia could have had practically any boy in school she wanted. She knew that, of course. The whole school knew it. She took her time. Paul Loman, he was football captain. He had two dates with him. Johnny Martin, who thought he could sing. Johnny lasted part of one evening with a Cornelia sign, too. Eddie Braden with his Jordan convertible. Cornelia took a lot Ray Allison, Bill Shirley. Shorty Lawrence with his patent leather hair. They all fell. Sam Cornelia laughed. Only I think. I am I guess it was that afternoon in Chris Barrow's ice cream parlor. I always thought Cornelia didn't know Barbara and I were in the next booth. I always thought that till four years later one night. She told me she knew we were there. Maybe that was why she talked so loud. She must have felt the silence that fell all over the place as a dozen couples strained to hear Cornelia's choice. Even then, Alan, she possessed some strange power over people. Somebody dropped an ice cream stand on the other side of the room. And that was the only sound that Cornelia. Gordon's my boy. I smiled at Barbara. But Barbara wasn't smiling back. She was listening. And I have never seen that look on her face before. Why, I'll take him away from her. Does she think she can keep him when I want him? <laughs> I reached for Barbara's hand. But Barbara's hand wasn't there. I looked into Barbara's eyes, but Barbara was staring somewhere into the future. And what I saw in her eyes... Yes, it was, Alan. Kids, 17 years old. But she loved me. And she was afraid. And I was afraid. I was afraid of that voice. So she thinks she can keep him when I want him? Barbara had a headache when I came to take her to see Hell's Angels at the idle hour that night. And I knew I should have stayed at home with her, but I wanted to see that picture. Remember it, Alan? It was a great picture in those days. Barbara never did see Cornelia did, though. It made a good subject for conversation between us a couple of days later after school. 
Then, before I knew it, I was walking home with Cornelia. Then Cornelia was singing. Remember that thing from Boston Park? I found it very intriguing to be with a girl who talks constantly of love. It is intriguing. And flattering when you're 17. Oh, I saw Barbara. I saw her often. But I saw Cornelius. Cornelius saw her. Often and often. On the way home nights from Barbara's house, I hear her voice. And sometimes I'd start the bottom. And I'd stop. Wanting to go away, but held by something that I didn't recognize. Though I know all about it now. And gradually, gradually, Cornelia drew me away from Bobby. But I don't believe she loved me, Alan. There were times when she laughed at me cruelly for my clumsiness, for my youthful embarrassment. But always she was weaving some sort of spell about me, putting new barriers between me and Barbara. Barbara didn't fight back, Alan. Barbara wasn't. I know how Barbara felt. If Barbara thought I loved someone else more than I did her, you've heard of that, of course. Sometimes it works. Or perhaps Barbara was willing to wait to let me have a fling to be waiting for me when it ended. Barbara loved me. And through it all, Alan, I loved her. Oh, I know, I know what you're thinking. I was a fool. Haven't you ever been a fool? Haven't you ever got yourself involved in something you knew wasn't right? And kept on with it, having your conscience with the thought that it won't last forever. And you can go back and start over again whenever you want to. I was a prisoner. Oh, of course I know it now. I didn't realize it then. My folks had money. Cornelia's people had nothing much. Cornelia knew what she was doing. And she knew how to do it. She was going to have me come hell or high water, Alan, and she wasn't going to let Barbara have me. She knew me better than I knew myself. Women like Cornelia always do. Then she knew how to trap me. The day came when she sprang the trap. Barbara and I, I said, had never spoken of her. Cornelia spoke of love. You've never had that happen to you, have you, Alan? Especially if you believe it. 
Barbara had been away for two weeks visiting a cousin somewhere in Iowa. Cornelia waited until the day before Barbara came back. Gordon, what are we going to do? Going to do? What do you mean? Barbara's coming back tomorrow. Yes, I know. What are we going to do about her? Well, I don't know, Cornelia. She's not going to take you away from me. Why, I'm not. She's not going to have me, I tell you. What's the matter with you? Gordon, listen to me. You love me. Gordon, I know it's wrong for me to say it, Gordon, but I won't let her come between us. I know why you've never asked me to marry you, Gordon. It's because you think you'll be hurting your pride. But, Gordon, don't you see how unimportant that is? Boy, I never thought... We can't let her feelings stand between us and our happiness, Gordon. I love you, Gordon, and you love me. And, Gordon... What? You do love me. Don't you, Gordon? Well, Cornelia... You want to marry me, don't you? We can't go on this way forever, never saying anything, never allowing ourselves to be happy. No, Cornelia, darling... Let's stop killing each other. Let's not let somebody else break up our happiness. Gordon, 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 darling, I love you. I love you. It was that simple. That easy. The honorable young man could do no less than promise to marry the girl. I bought her a ring. Barbara sent back my high school fashion. Cornelia and I were married a year later. And that's the first chapter. Now, take a look at us after we were married. Take a look at Cornelia and me after six months of marriage. In our new home out on Prospect Heights with a new car in the garage and the new furniture in the house and the happily married couple at home. I don't want to be kissed. But, Cornelia... Can't you stop pulling me all the time? Who do you think I am? Your friend Barbara? Cornelia. Oh, so that bothers you, does it? What were you doing talking to her this afternoon? Cornelia, it was strictly a matter of business. Business? That's a fine story. Cornelia, I can tell you every word she said. Father would have brought the bonds in himself, Gordon. But you know, he sprained his ankle last week and he's still in bed. He said you had to have him today, so I thought I'd drop them by. My hand touched hers as she handed me the paper. I'll have to be running along now. If you'll give my best to your... to Cornelia. I don't believe a word you say. If I ever catch you running around with her, I'll make life so miserable for you both. I kept my bargain, Alan. I was still young enough to have illusions about honesty and honor and all those old-fashioned virtues. I crossed streets when I saw Bob. I never mentioned her name. I didn't have to. Cornelia did that. What are you thinking about now? Your friend Barbara? I'd say trying hard. You look nice tonight, Cornelia, darling. At least I look better than that dish-faced Barbara you used to run around with. And at last I had to say something about it to her. I said... Cornelia, listen. I married you because we said we loved each other. I've been faithful to you. I intend to be faithful to you as long as we're married. But I, I've got to say, if you keep throwing Barbara's name at me... Look, Cornelia, you know perfectly well that there's nothing between Barbara and me. 
but if you were trying to force me to, to see her, there's no better way than for you to keep reminding me of her. Why do you hate her so, Tony? All right. You want to know, Gordon. You ask me and I'll tell you. I've got good reason to hate her. I hate her because she's the one person in the world that might take you away from me. Cornelia, you mean that you do Let's love. not talk about love between you and me, Gordon. I'm not going to let anybody take you away from me for a very simple reason. Even you ought to be smart enough to know what that reason is. I'm afraid I'm not, Cornelia. Why, Gordon, you're a security for me. Just as long as you have your money, I'm the girl that will stay with you. That's all you need me. Is that clear enough? You don't need that question. Why do you think I took you away from her? What I said then and what I say now are two different things. You might as well make the best of it, Gordon. As long as you have money, you're stuck with me. Oh, I'll not create any scandal. I wouldn't give you grounds for divorce for anything. <laughs> I'm with you, Gordon, for good. Till death do us part, the man said. I'll be with you forever. And the way she said, forever, was like a clanging bell in my and so you want to know why I hate Barbara. <laughs> I'll tell you, Gordon. It's because I know you still love Barbara. And she loves you. And she's the I one minute. Barbara. I love Barbara and Barbara loves me. It was a bolt of lightning to me, Alan. Of course, of course I love Barbara. Who is this woman who took her away from me? I'm your lawful wedded wife, Gordon. Don't forget that. How could I forget the love I For I knew in a flash that Barbara still did love me, and that I would also love her. And I was married to a woman who would be with me as long as I had my money. Now, let's speak of Ireland. Remember October 1929? I came home that Friday night. Cornelia was waiting for me at the door. What about it, Gordon? Is the market any better? Are we going to be all right? Gordon, answer me. Answer me. We're not going to be all right, Gordon. What? Gordon. There's not a cent left. I don't... I don't believe you. It's time to leave, Cornelia. The money's all gone. She had a very bad stroke. Will she? She'll be a helpless invalid all the rest of her life. Shall I tell you now the years to Shall I tell you of a nagging, unforgiving woman who's every waking and always devoted to hating? I'll never forgive you for what you've done to me, Gordon. Striking at me with every means at her disposal? I don't care what you're doing. You come home this instant. I don't care if you lose your job or not. Maligning me to the few friends we have left. I'm running around with that Barbara. And he thinks I don't know it. Striking through at her like a vicious, wounded beast. I tell you, you better leave.
leave my husband alone. You're not going to take him away from me. Never, never. Never, 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 never. A bitter long hours alone to think of new ways to hate me for what had happened. Long hours alone to plot her revenges against me. And I tried it. I nursed her day and night. Like hatched extra work for my friends. Work I could do at home at night for another few dollars for. I made every sacrifice I could think of, and nothing was enough to satisfy. Get up and get me some fresh water. French thirst. Wake up. Go and get me some cigarettes. If I can't sleep, you're not going to sleep. I saw the way you looked at me. Well, you're not going to get rid of me. I'll live on and on and on, and I'll hate you and hate you and hate you. And Barbara, she thinks she's waiting for you. She thinks I'll die and she'll have you. I'll never let her have you, Gordon, you hear me? I'll never let her have you. Five years ago. Five long years. What did I do? I could wait, Alan. I could wait and hope. I could listen to Cornelia. I hate you. And I could wait. You want me to die. I can wait for you to die, Cornelia. I'll never die, Gordon. I'll always be with you. No, you won't, Cornelia. Everybody has to die. Everybody has to die. Don't they, Alan? Cornelia and Barbara and you and me. Do you think people stay dead out? I'll never forget the night when you died. It was like a scene from a play, one of those plays I used to do years ago, the death scene in the old castle. There was something about the house that night that reminded me of that old play. Even before I knew that on his night to die. There was almost always a storm outside the windows in the old plains. And that night, one of those sudden wild summer storms gathered and struck. And there was always a grandfather's clock. And hours on the staircase rang seven as I ran upstairs to close the windows against the wind and the driving rain. there was always the sound of a shrill telephone bell off stage in the old plains. And hours began to ring right on cue. In the last after the tragedy was there, too. The lights went out. We had everything. Even the mad woman raving away in the darkness as I groped my way to her room. Her voice lashing at me like the storm that beat at the windows of the darkened house. And in my heart I said, Die then, Cornelia, this is the time. And again that hideous song as I stumbled toward the room. And again I said, Die, Cornelia, die and never come back. And the song stopped me. And I was alone. And the thunder cracked again. And then the last touch of the melodrama.
Are you all right? Barbara had never called me before. I didn't mean to call you, Gordon, but I had to. Forgive me, but something made me call. Gordon. Gordon, are you there? Cornelia was more than dead. She had vanished, and there wasn't a trace of her in our new I love you so, Gordon. I love you so much. I'm afraid. What are you afraid of? I shouldn't say that. It's silly, isn't it? But it's so perfect that... Gordon, nothing can happen to her. Of course not, sweetheart. We're going to live happily ever. Happily ever. I wonder. There was a sudden chill in her heart as she said There was a different look for a moment in her eyes as she said I remembered it a long time after. I remembered it the morning I came downstairs to breakfast and Barbara was singing. You are my song of love, melody. Why, what's the matter, Gordon? What were you singing? I didn't notice, dear. So what's the matter with you? Barbara, never, never sing that song again. You hear me? I don't know what you mean, darling. Don't you like the song? That wasn't Barbara's voice. Barbara spoke, and it wasn't her voice. Why, Gordon... You look as if you're afraid of me, darling. And it was Cornelia's eyes that looked at me out of Bobby. And I knew. I didn't believe, but I knew. It couldn't happen, but it did. And there was a time to reflect. What could I tell Bobby? Could I tell her that the soul of another woman was taking possession of her? How could I tell her? Was this Barbara, or was it... I began to think that it was hallucination that I imagined. And I tried to laugh at myself. And I watched it. And the my eyes on it, and the experience And at last she opened her eyes. Darling, are you still away? Why don't you go to sleep? And I love you. And she closed her eyes. And she spoke again. I'll never let you go. Barbara! I'll live on and on and on. And I called her name again. Barbara! And she opened her eyes and spoke again. I'll never let her have you, Gordon. And the voice was Cornelia's. And the eyes were Cornelia's. Then she laughed at me. <laughs> My hands went to her throat. To Cornelia's throat. 
when the blackness lifted. Barbara lay You did everything you could, aren't you? You were an attorney to the center when the man had But there was nothing you could do I couldn't help. Cornelia had a revenge, didn't she? Thank you. 